This show is brought to you by earpeeler.com. What's up, everybody? This is John Bush from Armored Saint, and you are cranking it up. Hey there, this is Joey Vera from Armored Saints, and you are listening to Mars Attack. This is Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein of Doyle, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what do you say? Be careful, because Mars Attacks. This is Bobby Blitz from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attacks. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Windorf from Monster Magnet, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what's happening? This is Tommy Victor from Prong and Danzig. Hey, all, here's Andrea Peter from Sepultura and De La Tierra, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Enjoy. Yo, what's up? This is Frank Fellow from Anthrax, and you are listening to Mars Attack. Turn it up! Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter, and you're listening to Mars Attack. Hello, everybody. This is Max Cavalera, Soulfly. You're listening to Mars Attack. Stay metal. This is Brant Bjork. And you're listening to Mars Attacks. So keep listening. Hey, what's up? This is Kyle from The Sword, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Welcome, one and all, to episode 152 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, episode 152, we have an interview with Jordan Gaw of the St. Louis band Final Drive. And I got to catch up with um, uh, Jordan a little while back. Uh, This is currently the beginning of March, and I spoke to him towards the end of January. So I'm rolling this interview out. This is... um, uh, a fairly short interview. I wanted to get something up there this week. Have a few other things uh, in the works. Still working on the classic albums column, as I keep saying. But man, just meeting a lot of resistance. So I may just go along with what I have. We'll see. So I'm going to start editing uh, interviews that I've done with other podcasters, such as Mark Striegel and Neely. And Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, and a few others, Joshua Toomey as well. You know, I wanted to fill this with people that had been, you know, parts of some of these albums. And unfortunately, uh, between labels and not being able to grab a hold of people, um, at the moment, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at this as a glass half empty type deal. But I'm hoping that. Once I start to edit and get things out there, that it will turn around and, and everything will be fine. So we shall see. And um, I actually edited this interview a while back. I wanted to couple it with something else, but I've been very, very busy working on Ear Peeler and working on the Patreon stuff. Um, I released a video yesterday, like a end of week video, which was a combination of Three things was a end of week review uh, where I discussed some trending topics uh, that were sort of across the board with various podcasts. Uh, I focused on on some uh, hard rock and metal things and some wrestling things. And from there, I also discussed um, just some of the standout episodes that had been released this week from various other podcasts. 
I also talked about the top five posts as of yesterday. And how that's determined is there's a plugin that I use that uses an algorithm to determine what links are, are clicked on the most or what posts are clicked on the most. And from there, it determines it's uh, supposed to be a top 10, but it only does a top nine. And just to simplify things, I just read the, the top five off. But if you want to check those out, go to the right-hand side of earpeeler.com and see what people are clicking on. If you scroll down, you'll also see the most recent audio podcast, video podcast, a gear-related podcast, uh, what else, album discussions, TV and movies, and I don't know, I have space to expand that, so we'll see, I, I just may do that. And like I said, I put this video together. Towards the end, I have like so, not so much a rant, but I bring up some things that have been in the like news this week, things that uh, Gene Simmons has mentioned and things that um, uh, Joey Belladonna mentioned regarding uh, like the material that Anthrax put out while he was out of the band, like didn't stand out to him. And I mean, there's, there's one theory that I bring up during this video. No one ever talks about the material that Joey released while he wasn't in Anthrax. So they always focus on how much they don't like the John Bush stuff. But Joey put out material. And let's be honest here. Now, this is something that I should have mentioned in the video and I completely forgot. But let's be honest. Let's take a look at what Bruce Dickinson did when he left Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden put out The X Factor. And they put out... Um, Virtuality uh, 13 is the name of the album. I mean, it's <laughs> it's probably my least favorite Maiden album. So uh, that's the reason I don't know the exact title. The one with the really bad cover has horns and and keyboards and and really only has you know the Klansmen and yeah <laughs> and and Future Real is on that as well. But anyway. So when Bruce Dickinson left Iron Maiden, I think you could compare his material to what Maiden was putting out. And for me personally, Accident of Birth, Chemical Wedding, and Tyranny of Souls is probably better than anything Maiden has released after Seventh Son outside of Brave New World. That's my opinion. Okay, I prefer Bruce's solo material over what Maiden was putting out. I'll take things one step further. You can argue also with Rob Halford, with his Halford project, and how Resurrection and Crucible were, you know, compare them to what they've done with Priest. And quite honestly, Resurrection and Crucible are stronger than... and. People are going to crap on me for this. I really like the um, Demolition album. I think that if One on One, Feed on Me, and Hell is Home, uh, and possibly Subterfuge were released with Rob Halford on vocals, it would, they would, those tracks would be seen as classics because people are, are seeing stuff off of um, Redeemer of Souls is, is almost like classic material, and I don't care for the album. I don't care for Nostradamus. 
And to me, uh, Judas is rising is really the only song that sticks out to me out of anything that he's done since he's returned to the band. But this is my opinion. So back to the Joey Belladonna and Anthrax thing. Halford Priest, uh, Maiden um, Dickinson. You can compare that stuff. Joey's material had, in my opinion, the track Taken by Force was really cool. Uh, there's a few other tracks here and there off of the first album that I personally enjoy. But I don't think any of his solo material compares in the least to what, what Anthrax released with John Bush. I mean, and, and for people to say, oh, well, you know, the thrash was gone. Okay, uh, thrash was gone. Mm, listen to... Um, <laughs> listen to We've Come For You All. There's no thrash on there. Uh, Black Dahlia isn't thrash. Uh, I mean, um, come on. Uh, there, there are a lot of things. Does the band sound different? Yes. Did they experiment? Yes. Would I take what they released with John Bush over what Joey released for his solo material? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Would I take what they released with John Bush over Worship Music, which I think is a very strong album, and For All Kings? I would take that material over it as well. Again, I really like Worship Music. I think For All Kings has some nice spots on it. But to me, I mean, Sound of, Sound of White Noise, um, Stomp 442, Volume 8, and We've Come For You All are some of the strongest albums that Anthrax has released. And again, that isn't to diminish what they've done outside of the Bush years. But if I'm asked if I got to take one or the other, I'm taking what they did with Bush. That's just my opinion. Um, I love spreading the disease. I love a lot of things off of Among the Living. And for me, Persistence of Time is still the best album that Joey Belladonna sung on. Just because of the darkness, the heaviness that you hear on that album. They've you know, have some of those qualities on the last two albums, but it's in the same for me. That's my opinion. I have no problem with people that, you know, state the, state the complete opposite, but it is what it is. That's, that's, that's just my opinion, and again, I, I stand by it. So, I don't know. And the other thing, too, there are people that are looking for you know, I, I, I'm going to be the one that, to get this out of Joey. I'm going to be the one to get it out of this person. I saw an interview not too long ago with another big lead singer. Um, and, it, uh, and the questions, first of all, the person that was doing the questions was nervous as shit because they were trying to stir shit up, basically, and you could hear it. And the other person was not amused. You know, and I, and I can just imagine being someone that is in one of these spots. You know, well, listen, a lot of times I interview people and I get feedback and I'm told, oh, you should have asked, you should have asked them if, you know, when I, when I, <laughs> you should have asked if so-and-so is gay in the band. You should have done this. You should have asked. 
no, I don't want to close the door on this person. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking metal. I'm not Eddie Trunk. I'm not the classic metal show. I'm not one of these big shows where I can ask these stupid, flippant questions. And I'm not saying those shows do, but they can get away with a lot more stuff than I can. And that doesn't mean that I can't ask hard questions. I just can't be a douchebag when it comes to asking questions, nor do I want to be. So, uh, have you done this? And, and you see that the person is getting pissed off. So why continue your questioning? I, I just don't get it. So, anyway, so in fairness to Joey, the person who was conducting the interview seemed like they were trying to dig up shit. Okay, um, you know, kudos to you for getting on Blabbermouth and for getting on, on this other, you know, all these other uh, sites, including Ear Peeler. But um, I don't know, I just, it's just not my thing. I'm, I'm not out there to be hoo-hoo Howard Stern, you know. And, you know, I'm never, I'm never going to garner that audience. Nobody is. So, I mean, you can try it all you want. You can put your spin on things. But it's just not going to happen, you know? But best of luck to you. Oh, uh, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, so I mentioned uh, this, this uh, video that I did for, for the Patreon uh, campaign for Ear Peeler. Man, folks, if you like Ear Peeler, please help us uh, or help me because, I mean, this is a one-man show. I say us all the time, but listen. Mars Attacks, Ear Peeler, No Metal Cred, Fusion Sonica, Victor M. Ruiz Podcast is a one-man show. That is all me. Um, Galaxy of Geeks I do with Chris Vaglio, and obviously I, you know, I, we do it when we can. But um, please, you know, help back us. If you can't, if you don't want to do the Patreon, there's a donate button. Right on MarsAttacksRadio.com and on EarPeeler.com. Check that out and give us what you can. A dollar, you know, 50 cent, 50 cent, uh, whatever else. You know, it's up to you guys. Um, you know, I, w- I want to make this work. And, and, you know, I spend on EarPeeler on average 10 to 14 hours now uh, when I was having server issues, pushing, you know, 20 hours almost every day. And luckily, knock on wood, that is no longer the case. But I still need to upgrade things. I still need to, to make things better and uh, make it go easy. So there you go. And um, I, still have to, I still have to record two more podcasts after this, the Victor M. Ruiz podcast, which I'm not sure what I am going to discuss yet. I, I have sort of an idea. And for Fusion Sonica, I got to come up with an idea for this uh, this weekend show. So usually, what I would do is record two of those at a time. I usually do the 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 whole month in one day, Fusion Sonica and and No Metal Cred. I usually record four episodes in one day, but uh, we'll see. I've just again been really busy with Ear Peeler, and uh, yeah. So there you go, um, and. I need to mention this. If you want to back the Ear Peeler Patreon campaign, it is patreon.com forward slash Ear Peeler. Um, 
And actually, I've been noticing that I've been saying actually and basically and essentially a lot lately. But <laughs> the other things I want to mention, the merch store for uh, Mars Attacks is up there. Guys, check it out. Check it out, man. Uh, there's various types of merch, different types of T-shirts. Uh, we had special designs set up. And uh, I basically pitched the idea to, to a graphic artist, graphic designer, and they, they did the rest. Uh, so you can, I mean, there's right there, right on the homepage on the right-hand side, it says check out our merch. You can go that way. Or from the toolbar across the top, you can click on merchandise. Uh, you can also click on where it says advertise, and you can go to our advertise cast campaign and, and bid whatever you want. Uh, to advertise on the podcast. Uh, also, we have links to Amazon. Feel free to click on those and um, help us out that way. Yeah, we made 95 cents last month off of that. So thank you, whoever it is that clicked on our links and made their purchase. It's greatly appreciated. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate because I know of other podcasts that make you know, 700 bucks a month, 400 bucks a month, 500 bucks a month off, off of that stuff. And we don't, um, that's why it's, it's, it's sort of a killer when, you know, and, and I know that people say to me, well, you bitch about all this stuff all the time. You know, no wonder people don't buy stuff. Right. I understand that. I, I get it. I, I still want to mention that, you know, it, anything that you can give us is a big help. Um, because, I mean, there are other, other podcasters out there. Unless you buy, you know, unless you click on the ads or whatever, they're the ones that keep this free. Because, because you're making, you know, seven figures a year, and that doesn't keep your podcast free. Okay, makes sense. So, I say that all the time, but it's 100% true. And <laughs> I wouldn't be saying it all the time. But, yeah. So, um, so help us any way that you can. Help spread the word, you know, tell people about us, uh, you know, retweet, like our tweets, go to Facebook, you know, respond to, to things. I've been, I was um, posting videos these last few weeks on, on Facebook, but I, again, just with everything else I have going on, I haven't been able to do that. I'm hoping that I will be able to continue doing that in the, in the near future, but um Anyway, what I'm going to do is get into one track by Final Drive, uh, jump into the interview, and uh, it's, the episode's going to end uh, with the interview. This is, like I said before, it's going to be a, a short episode. I do want to thank Final Drive's, um, and please forgive me if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Ebony Janae, I believe, is the is the way you pronounce the last name. Anyway, let's get into some material. In any event, let's get into the track Run For Your Life. Their new album, Dig Deeper, is now available. So, all right, so let's check this out and then jump on into the interview uh, with Jordan Gaw. Excuse me. Jump on into the interview with Jordan Gaw, and that will be it. 
So thanks again for listening and hope you enjoyed this interview. So yeah, so uh, my band Final Drive. That's, uh, that's who we are. Um, so we got it, we got a new record ourselves coming out uh, February third. It's called Dig Deeper. Um, we're, we're doing pre-orders right now on it. So Final Drive, digdeeper.com. You can pre-order the CD, the vinyl, the digital, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, so we're we're pretty stoked on this record. We're playing. We've been playing the songs live um, over the course of the last few tours and the tour that we're on right now. So, um, yeah, we just really want to get these. These tunes are so, are, you know, just the um, biggest tunes we've had so far. We're really excited to, to kind of get them out, you know, to us. You know what I mean there? Um, we, we did a lot of different phases of writing, and uh, it was it was cool to kind of take, uh, instead of, you know, you just kind of go in and record them, and we actually got to do some pre-pro and record the demos of them, and then we worked with the producer on the record, made some tweaks from there, and then hit hit the studio and uh, and flushed them out. So it was a it was a pretty fun experience, um, and the songs turned out well. We thought so, pretty stoked on it. Cool. And I noticed one thing on your site is that it explained how uh, via Kickstarter, you guys were able to oh. this album and do all that stuff. Uh, you oh, man. also yeah. have a huge social media presence. You guys are like everywhere on social media without, <laughs> awesome. without social media and without being able to crowdfund, would a band like yours be able to survive without any of those platforms? You know, uh, Anything can happen, obviously, uh, but I would say your chances are a hell of a lot lower if we didn't have those tools to our, our disposal. And, yeah, you're right. I do need to back up and say, yeah, number one, we wouldn't have been able to make this record if it wasn't for the fans uh, getting behind it and helping us put it out. Now, one thing we kind of uh, got our a head start on it, if you will, is that uh, – 
we used our own funds to, to write and record and get the album finished. So when we went to our fan base, uh, we were able to explain to them like, Hey, the record is done, but in order to make the biggest impact that we can in, in a very obviously oversaturated market, you need to do these other things. And those other things require money. Uh, you know, everything from getting the CDs pressed to buying an ad on a, on a metal website, you know what I mean? Those are the things that, that whether we like it or not, that's that's what the industry is, and that's what we have to compete with in order to get a little FaceTime with, you know, everybody's getting inundated with media all the time. So yeah. we have to compete with that at some level. So if it wasn't for our fans, we wouldn't have been able to do that. Uh, in addition to the social media, uh, we've been touring our ass off for the uh, last three years. I think we started really hardcore uh, in 2014 with the release of our last record and we did shit between from right now back to 2004 we've done well over uh, three, 350 shows in, the, in those years wow. so by, yeah, by doing that much touring we were able to meet and shake hands with most all these fans that, that supported us on, on the Kickstarter and the, the social media just allowed us to stay connected once we made those human contacts out in the real world that shows, you know, cause it, it still starts there for us. Um, it's, it went out purely, uh, social media, but it, you know, it, that is the, the way to stay engaged for sure. And without it, I mean, we've got mailing lists and we've got all that good stuff, but, but, uh, social media is, is definitely a massive asset that all bands have now. And hopefully they're all taking advantage of it. Absolutely. And you mentioned that you're playing some of these tracks live. So obviously some people have been exposed to songs off of Dig Deeper. Are there any surprises for fans that haven't heard uh, any of these songs yet? Are there things that they can expect to hear that they haven't heard in the past from you guys? Oh, most definitely. Um, we, we, we're only playing like, I think maybe three or four tracks, maybe five, uh, on this tour off the record, but we, we incorporated some melody stuff that we've never done before. Um, some different arrangements we've never done before. And what's kind of cool about what's well, like kind of, it's absolutely cool is that, uh, the, the lineup that's in the band that's been touring hard since 2014 all wrote this record together. So we're, it's not like our last record, we had a couple guys that, that recorded, but are, you know, weren't in the band anymore, didn't contribute to the writing. This, this time around, it was everybody that's in the band, you know, contributed, wrote, recorded, and is still in the band. So uh, that's, that's the cool thing about the record as well. It's a big collaborative effort like that. So that's, that's that's unique to the situation and then and then like i said some of the vocal melody stuff that we we included is is definitely a uh, a change for us as far as the the tour you guys are with um mobile death camp for right. the the rest of this month uh what's it been like yep. playing with them is there any Shows that have stood out to you? Is there any part of the country that uh, you guys have played either on this tour or on previous tours that stand out to you? Well, uh, this time of the year is kind of, we kind of do this annually. We we take this tour out to the NAM convention in, in Anaheim there. So it, it takes us a while to get back through the Southwest and then Southern California and stuff. So that's what's really cool about this tour is we're able to hit these Southwest towns you know that we we haven't been to it in a year so it's great i think i think we started we started in tulsa 
And then Dallas is always a great time for us. So we had a really good kickoff there. And now we're just kind of making our way through. We're playing at Flagstaff tonight. And we haven't played there in like 10 years. So that's, good. that's pretty cool to be able to play there again. Yeah. And then once we get into the, like, the Long Beach area, that's always a good time. Um, so I, it was cool. It was, it's been a couple of years since we've been out with Mobile Death Camp. They're, they're super great dudes. And uh, they're, they're great players, you know, so it makes it that much easier and that much smoother of a tour to be out with professional dudes. And, uh, and then it, they make it a good time every night. And that's what we try to bring to every show is just we're, we're bringing a party to you, man. We want the people to come out and have a good time and experience some live music and, and you know, kind of, you know, put, put the world on pause for a minute and have a good time with us. And that's what we, our goal is every night. So it doesn't matter where we are. Cool. And as far as NAM is concerned, are you guys going to, I, I mean, due to uh, sponsorships that you guys have, um, or is it to rub elbows with other people? It's a, it's a little bit of both. Um, what I like about NAM is the energy that you kind of pick up uh, from the convention. It just kind of sparks your, you know, your motivation and your projection for the year. You know what I mean? Kind of kicks off your year pretty pretty hot so that's always good the, the energy and the vibe but looking at all the different gear and, and rubbing elbows with folks i mean that's just that just comes along right with it and that's that's an amazing time just to be in that you know community of like-minded you know people it's it's all your peers and it's it's really uh rejuvenating when you, when you get to you know uh, hang out with all those folks. Uh, additionally, we get to see all our, uh, products that, uh, endorses us and we endorse them. Um, uh, a couple of Heil microphones. I use those guys. It's great to touch base with them and chat with them to see what they have going on. Uh, we use Sterling bases. So they are bases. He gets to go and, you know, uh, touch base with those guys. Look at all the new models. Um, our guitar player, Nate's got a new endorsement this year with PV. So he's, uh, you know, he gets to uh, go in and check out all that new stuff too. So between the gear and the relationships, it's just, uh, it's, it's a, it's a great time. Plus being in Southern California, you can't, can't really go wrong with for that place at this time of the year. That's for sure. It's, it's definitely going to beat the temperatures that we've had, no matter what it is. It, has there ever been a moment when you're out at NAM that you, uh, catch yourself getting starstruck? <laughs> that's funny. I do have two stories for you. Uh, the first one, um, we're just walking back from the convention. I think this was either last year or the year before. And we're walking back from the convention to the parking lot and uh, turn to look my my left and there's uh, Kerry King and Kerry Kerry King <laughs> walking right right next to us through the parking lot. So that was cool. Uh, we didn't really interact with him too much. Kerry King, what do you guys say? Hey, uh, you know, I, don't even, I don't even know, but that was cool. Um, but a couple years before that, I ran into Corey Taylor there, and that was like, you might as well just grab a hold of your tongue and, and just held on to it and tried to have a conversation, and that's what that was like. So that was, <laughs> that was great, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you, it's where you get lost. So you kind of try to watch yourself with some of that shit, but sometimes uh, it just happens and you can't avoid it. Yeah. Yeah, you try to not be the fanboy when you walk up to them, but sometimes they catch you off right, guard right. or you're not expecting it. And <laughs> That's exactly what it is, man. When you're, you know, you can prepare all day long, but that, that, you know, that one dude that you're going to accidentally run into, that's going to be the guy that trips you up. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. We went over a quick list of, of albums there. You mentioned uh, Facelift as being one of your sort of desert island um albums yeah. if 
if we were to ask you any other desert albums or desert island albums excuse me what would immediately pop into your mind as as an album that you'd absolutely need with you i think i'd probably have to take the downward spiral with from nine snails i'd have to take that with me for sure okay the first one that comes to my head maybe not as metal as some folks would like but it's a pretty metal record in my book that's uh that's a a a very kick-ass album that's uh, similar to what you were saying with the manufacturer before, I mean, I knew um, their their previous work, and um, and obviously, I mean, when I was in college, radio broken had just come out, so I knew Wish and stuff like that. But Downward Spiral right. came out, and similar to, to what you said before with um, with Obsolete, that was the one that really caught me and made me go back, and and I'm still a huge fan today of nine inch now yeah so i can appreciate that. yeah you know that that record it's just wow when i put that on it was like what is this it's completely you know like these sounds and these but yet it was hooky and had all these crazy yeah. you know melodies in it and things that were just hypnotic really and then you know like i said the sounds were just incredible like what's making that sound yeah it's yeah. hard to wrap your head around in 1994 or whatever that was or 94 come out or 97 something like that yeah 93 uh, 94 somewhere in that neighborhood that's it uh and i was like the columbia house kid you know like remember <laughs> the columbia house you oh know? yeah you just go go through and pick out albums that you think are cool album covers and you stick them and you send it and you show that's how i got the downward spiral i don't you know i listen to i watch a lot of mtv but i don't remember you know like the closer video that wasn't really what got me it was just getting that album putting it on and, and from front to back kind of changed my mind about my, my brain completely yeah. Oh, yeah. I was lucky enough to get they reissued that, I think, like 10 years ago, but in uh, 5.1 surround sound. So if you think it's... Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. If it's, like, trippy just hearing it out of two speakers, imagine putting that into um, wow. a home cinema and hearing, like, the end of Closer where you have all the, like, percussion starting to build to the end and shit, oh. hearing it come out of, like, oh, different yeah. speakers, like, like, hitting you from different directions. Just, just fucking awesome. Wow, you're right. I've never heard that on on on, on that surround system like that. I've got I've got to check that out. Yeah, it's, it's you're right. Really cool. So many layers. Yeah, so many layers. That's it. Um, St. Louis has received a a bad rap these last few years for bands going to uh, to play in the area and having their trailers or vans busted into and having their gear stolen. Um, yeah. Why, yeah, <laughs> why, why is it so prevalent in the area? Because it seems, and I've read like different things on sites that it's St. Louis and another area in Texas that are really known for having like everyone's yeah. shit getting fucked Houston, up. Houston, Houston, it happens in Houston quite often too. Man, I, you know why it happens? Like you said, why it's more prevalent in some cities over others? I, I don't know. Other than the that they've gotten away with it in these cities. So the people that are doing it aren't getting caught. So therefore, they're continuing to do it. I mean, that would be my my you know, surface answer to it. But really, uh, the bands need to start taking responsibility for what kind of situation they're putting themselves in. Uh, you know, I'm not. You know, look, it, it, we're none of us are immune to theft or, or accidents or anything like that. Shit happens. It, it, it can happen to any one of us. Yeah. But 
you, you, you need to be conscious of what's around you when you're on tour and just, you know, like you're a fucking target. You know what I mean? Like if you've got your band name on the side of your van or your trailer, that's stupid. You know, you're a billboard asking for people to take your shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're parking your stuff somewhere and it's known for trouble, you, you know, you want to make sure you take all your, your, your stuff inside, you know, not, not leaving your money and your computers and all this stuff in your van, even if you're going into a restaurant, because it's happened um, in St. Louis, not even actually at venues, it's happened at restaurants and things. Uh, but, you know, you surroundings, and I think a lot of these guys aren't. They're just in bands, and they think, oh, nothing's going to happen to me, and next thing they know, their van's gone, you know what I mean? And then furthermore, there's, there's affordable insurance I mean, we, we, you buy insurance for every damn thing else in this world. I mean, it's, there's a very affordable insurance packages for your equipment. So while bands don't do that or, or, or allocate the funds to that kind of thing, is just being irresponsible. I mean, I know we're all heavy metal rocking people. That responsibility would have had me. But, I mean, at the same time, <laughs> this is your livelihood. So, yeah. You know, so why it happens more in other cities, like I said, I just think because they've been getting away with it, but but I think the bands need to start taking the responsibility and being aware of their surroundings and, and the situations that they're in, and it, you know, it's going to start, prevention's going to start there, you know, really. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, it makes, no, but it, it makes complete sense. I mean, I, you find that a lot of people, because they're in music, don't realize that, uh, you know, you're still living in, in the regular world. So regular yeah. world yeah, rules man. apply, you know, it just that what you said makes Absolutely. complete sense. If, if you can insure the shit, well, why not? You know, especially right. if, if you're not making, you know, and nobody's making a, a ton of money. So, I mean, if you lose your gear and that means you're, you're, you're going home yeah. because there's no other option. I mean, it would have been cheaper yeah. to, to take out an insurance policy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, a lot of these guys, when their stuff happens, they talk about these precious instruments that they have. And it's like, well, they were so precious. Why didn't, you know, why don't you spend a few hundred bucks and get it insured? You know what I mean? I mean, hell, policies are, I mean, like, like I said, none of us are immune to it. If, if, we, if we were robbed, even with insurance, it's going to delay things. But at least you know there's there's a you know a way out to get your stuff replaced other than just being completely gone you know you're you're yeah. gonna lose your tour and then, and then you gotta rebuild all your gear so it's like you know at least if you have that you have a little bit of a safety net out there and 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 furthermore when you're in these inner cities and things where you park what you're leaving the vehicle you know those are all things you need to think about and when you're done with the show get the hell out of town i mean there's no reason to be staying at a hotel in the city that you just played. I mean, you could drive a hundred miles and be in the middle of nowhere and, and more likely be able to be safer. You know what I mean? You get out on the freeway and stop somewhere out there and it was going to figure me, but you know, you get a hotel room five blocks from where you played. Everybody knows you played there. Everybody's, you know, the yeah. thieves know these things, you know what I mean? So you have to think like a thief. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the the buzzards are, are hovering over the carcass, you know, they're waiting for yep. you to, to leave the you know, the the, the meat out yep. for them to come in and peck. Yep, that's your that's, you nailed it, man. That's it. In any event, um where should people go to keep up with the band? Again, you've got you guys are signed up for all these 
different social media sites? Should they just absolutely. go to your homepage and just yeah, link from absolutely. there? It, yeah, if you go to finaldrive.org, that's our main website. That's got a link for our new record. It's got a link for Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all the good stuff. Whatever whatever you use, we're on it, and we're, we're pretty active on, on everything that's, uh, that's available out there. So whatever whatever you dig, we got. So just go to finaldrive.org and, and check it all out. Uh, there's even you get some free music on our website too. So uh, by by all means, jump on there and, and get you a free track or two and uh, and say hello to us. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 